All right, welcome back, you guys, for another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and I'm excited today to chat about joint health. I've done one episode on this um, previously, probably a year ago now, and I've been kind of thinking about a lot of the principles, I would say, of training that I've been doing the last, you know, 12 years and how things have kind of evolved over time. And I've been really kind of challenging myself to take what I believed in and see if I could poke holes into it to see if I'm missing something. And I've always kind of thought about this, but I never put it into practice uh, enough. And I've been thinking a lot of different things lately about how I can help people more effectively, more efficiently, and faster. And I've been always coming to this conclusion that if I could get someone moving better, they'll feel better. But I had to really break that down and start thinking, what does that movement need? And that movement needs is a joint that functions properly. So I keep coming back to this, you know, concept of I need to have a joint fully functioning or somewhat functioning before I could lay out all these different exercises that people tend to use. Um, Before I kind of start going on that train of thought, I'm trying a different setup right now. I'm actually using my phone to film this through zoom so i can do a screen share so if i do my screen share and it doesn't work for some reason i'm just talking about whatever you'll know why but anyway um when i started thinking about this concept um i started thinking back of all the people started who started with me recently that you know also for some odd reason i've been getting so many new people coming to me wanting my help in terms of this thing hurts, this thing hurts. I've had this injury for the last 10 years, nothing's worked. And when I start with these people, I've been kind of just throwing them into kin stretch right away because I know it works. And a lot of these people, um, I also ask myself, should have I put them in a gym setting instead to get them to their goals? Now, it's one of those questions that is so broad and so huge to tackle on. And I can say yes, but deep down inside, I know that they won't get to their destination as quickly as if they just focused on joint health. And the thing that people need to understand about Kim stretch is like, it's not just stretching, even though the word stretch is in the name, it goes far on beyond that. And how I explain it is, one, you're strengthening your joint. By doing so, it gives you more options in your workouts, in everyday life, and everything that you do. So if I have, say, my elbow joint, you know, and I decided that The only thing that my elbow is designed to do is this and this, just back and forth. That leaves 
a lot of stuff that we're going to have to work on down the line. And I kind of make that um, comparison to our hips. Like right now I'm sitting, think of my elbow, like at 90 degrees, just doing this and this all day, every single day. Cause that's usually what we say do with our hips. We keep them in flexion at, uh, you know, 90 degrees. And over time, um, shit gets tight. Shit wants to stay that way because our bodies want to be as effective as possible, more, less energy consuming. It wants us to keep us alive. So if it finds a way to make us more efficient at something so we can burn less energy doing so, it's going to do it. What do I mean by that? If I'm sitting in this position and my body goes, oh, you sit in that position eight to 10 hours every single day, why not make it more efficient by burning less energy to get you there? So things will tighten up. The joint capsule won't get the nutrients it needs to stay healthy. And it's going to be that much harder to keep your hips into extension, aka think of my my elbow joint. And it's going to be that much more difficult to extend, right? So the analogy I always give to people with that elbow is like, what if I decided to do this and hold this eight to 10 hours every single day? Sure shit over a month, two months, a year, it'd be really difficult to extend that arm, right? Same thing with our hips. So going off of that kind of, you know, um, analogy, if I have someone with a shoulder, probably both shoulders, that don't move the best, they have tight hips, and those two things being not functional, I kind of hate using that word, but not as functional as it should be. Most likely they're going to have a low back that feels tight or is sore. They're probably going to have an upper back that feels tight and sore and things won't be moving the way it should. And then these same people that are coming to me right now that are trying to get fit and healthy are going to a traditional gym setting and putting their bodies through workouts and movements that maybe are not the best for them at that point in time. So if I have a shoulder and a hip and a low back and an upper back that are not functioning at full capacity or near full capacity, then say a bench press exercise, a barbell squat or a lunge or whatever it is, may not yield the results that you want. So when I take someone through an assessment and they can feel, this is the thing is like, I want people to feel what's not functioning. And the funniest thing is that sometimes I've done assessments where people, when I ask their like history of injuries or whatever it is, they're like, Oh no, everything's good. But then I put them through an assessment. They're like, Oh yeah, that feels tight. Oh yeah. That's really hard to lift up. And then now it starts clicking in like, Oh shit. Okay. Maybe, I'm not where I thought I was. And then say I get someone going through the FRA and I try to see the capacity of their joints and we get to the shoulders and we go through like, say the shoulder car to kind of see what workspace we have. And workspace is like the best way to kind of describe it is like, if I have a ball and socket joint, 
how much room global workspace do I have when I move my shoulder in that uh, joint capsule to perform shoulder things. And a lot of times when we go through the shoulder car, things are tight, things are clicking, things are popping, whole body compensates to make that motion. And then I ask the person out of 100%, if that you know 100% shoulder is the best shoulder in the world, like where do we fall right now in this point in time? And a lot of times people are like, fuck, like my shoulder feels like it's at 20 or 30%. And then I make the analogy where like, okay, well, we have a shoulder joint, your shoulder joint, that's operating at 20 to 30%. And you decide to go to the gym and take a dumbbell and press it over your head, which most likely requires a, you know, a 100% shoulder. What do you think you're going to get out of that exercise? probably 20 to 30% out of that exercise. And this kind of leads me down this whole thought process of um, people going to the gym to, you know, work on their health and fitness, lose weight, get stronger, get faster, whatever it is. But then if at the core, our joint itself is functioning at 20 to 30%, you're only going to get 20 to 30% out of that workout. And this starts clicking into people. And they're like, oh shit, okay, well, we have an issue. But say let's, you know, devil's advocate, let's just say we don't even think about that. We're like, fuck it, I'm just going to go to the gym every single day. And in a year, I'm going to have like this huge transformation. Sure, it could happen. There's outliers. But what I've seen in the last 12 years is those 20 to 30% functioning joint people go to the gym, they start getting consistent and say a month in, two months in, they're like, oh, the front of my shoulder is like really, really sore. I'm going to have to stop doing like any pressing movements for now. They don't go see any kind of um, therapist, chiro, physio, massage, whatever it is. And they just eliminate the stuff that hurts. So now all the workouts become lower body workouts and maybe some like back exercises. Let's go down two months down the road and the shoulder is actually getting worse. You're like, okay, I'm going to have to eliminate all of upper body exercises. And I'm only doing lower body. Now we limit how many days a week we can go to the gym because you can't fucking crush your legs every single day. Maybe you start overloading your legs and something else goes in your knee or your ankle or your low back. Eventually you get to a point where you're like, okay, I just need to take like a week off from the gym and things will feel better. And usually that's what, like what most people do. And it usually works because you're not using your shit that doesn't function the right way. And you take that week off, you go back to the gym thinking that everything's good to go. And you're back to square one after a couple of days, couple of weeks, whatever it is. And then if you kind of follow this pattern of like eliminating things that hurt and then doing other things, overloading that joint that doesn't work as well, just like your shoulder, you constantly do this, like say through an entire year cycle of training, you're like consistent and then you stop, you're consistent and then you stop, you're consistent and then you stop for a long time. Then you try to get consistent again and then you stop. And I've seen people repeat this cycle for years. Stuff never happens because the other thing too is like, there's a whole like psychosocial thing component to it as well, because when you get injured, the stuff in your brain will tell you like, shit, I'm a failure. 
shit, I'm not going to see my results. Shit. I'm going to like start eating whatever to make me happy. I'm going to sit on my ass. I'm going to go into a rut and then things escalate from there and get worse. And then every time you try to get back into providing, you know, your body uh, for uh, health and fitness as a priority, it becomes harder and harder. And you're like, what the shit? And then I keep coming to this conclusion. It's like if people actually focus on the foundational things, just like I've been talking about for the last 12 years, when I look at exercise, it's like if you joined uh, like karate, you're not doing black belt stuff. You need to do white belt stuff in order to do that stuff. But some, for some reason, when it comes to fitness and exercise, people just skip, right? And now let's go back to this whole idea of if I had a brand new person and I know they have a lot of issues and I'm just like, okay, we're doing kin stretch first and then we can go to the gym. But say I didn't decide to take them through the kin stretch route and I want them to do the gym stuff. Sure. Like with my experience, I could probably get them there, but I'm going to get to a point where I'm going to hit a plateau. So kind of going back to that 20, 30% functioning shoulder, eventually I won't be able to progress in certain exercises and I won't be able to continue. And I think a lot of people, when they think about health and fitness, they all know this whole concept of hitting a plateau. In the beginning, you see all these different results because that's kind of like newbie gains as they call them. Um, but then you get to a point where your list won't go up because most likely because of a joints not functioning the right way it should. And I want to see if I can screen share and not like F up my whole um, thing here to kind of give you a better visual. See what happens. So I can't see it on my end, but I can see it on my laptop. So let's hope for the best that you guys can see it. Um, da, 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 da. I'm going to move my self over here. Okay. So here's a typical, you know, joint of a synovial joint. So you have two bones that are close together, and then you have all this stuff in the middle. This is the stuff that needs to stay healthy in order to function. The thing that I try to explain to people, and we're going to go back to the shoulder idea. If I have a shoulder that only functions by doing this on my phone, this on my laptop, and maybe grabbing a cup out of the cupboard, then this joint here, and I'm like using my mouse to circle it, will only provide nutrients because anytime we move a joint, you're flushing in stuff to make it healthy. If I only move my shoulder for this, this, and this, then most likely only take 20% of my shoulder, 20 to 30% of my shoulder is only getting the nutrients is needed to stay healthy. Now, our shoulder is able to move and all these fancy intricate movements back here that most people don't have any clue how to move through space and time. When I do my shoulder cards with people for the first time and they, you know, come across, they're good. And then when it's a weird like thing, when they're supposed to do this motion coming down, but most people will like 
they don't really know where your shoulder is. So the less you use a joint in your body, the message highway of your brain going, okay, shoulder muscles, I want you to do this motion becomes weaker and weaker and weaker. And then like it can't really comprehend what you're trying to ask it to do. And that's why a lot of people feel awkward when they're trying to do shoulder cards or hip cards for the first time, because they never moved their body that way before. So if I have now a neurological disconnect of my shoulder joint, most likely the stuff in this shoulder joint is probably going to get pretty brittle. It's probably going to get pretty tight because the nervous system wants to keep everything in control. And if it notices that something's not been moving for a very long time, then it's going to shut it down. So now you've actually put an entire block on the integrity and health of your shoulder joint. And the less you move it and continue the way you are living, it's going to get worse. And people don't really understand this whole concept of joint health. And this is why I keep promoting it because the stuff that's really cool, like deadlifting heavy shit off the ground, but back squatting, bench pressing, pull-ups, lunges, burpees, whatever the fuck you want to do, those things, you won't get the benefit out of it if simply your joints don't work the way it should. And people don't really grasp this concept because they're so you know, um, infatuated with this idea of like, I need to lose weight. I need to, um, you know, burn those calories, whatever it is, but you can only get so far with that without addressing the underlying issue. Right. It's just like, I have high blood pressure and I take a, um, medication to keep it down. Does that fix the issue? No, it's just masking it. So me going into the gym, doing bench press on a shoulder that's functioning at 20%, I'm not fixing anything. I'm just masking it with other shit and hoping for the best. And this is where people need to understand that, you know, in order for you to see success, focus on joint health. Like people have no idea how to move through space and time, unless it's a movement that um, they've done before. So if you did an audit of everything, I'm going to stop my screen share um, of what you do every single day, you will start to realize that you have no idea how to move stuff. And another big example is like when I teach someone risk cars and you know, you're, might have to stand when I'm trying to move this joint right here through space and time without my forearm trying to compensate for it. People have no idea how to do it. So if I say, hold my hand in the fist and I want to lock out my wrist joint and go through all the motion that a healthy wrist joint can do people, what they end up doing is they're good here. And then this happens. And now you can see my whole forearm go. And then they end up doing this for the wrist car. They're compensating at the wrist with their forearm into their elbow joint. And most people with that kind of um, pattern tend to also have shoulder issues. And 
those same people also have limited elbow movement and those same people also have really shitty wrists. And when you think about from an exercise perspective, what do we use our wrists for? Every fucking exercise out there. So you can continually push yourself through a square peg with a square peg through a round hole over and over and over again and hope for the best. Or you can actually do something about it and focus on the mobility section of your body, aka kin stretch. Now, I'm not saying that everything that you're doing right now, you need to stop and just do kin stretch. You can complement what you're doing right now with focusing on joint health. So a lot of times when I'm working with people, I'll ask them, what are you currently doing for exercise? And a lot of times they're like, okay, I used to do this. I used to do this. I used to do this because now I'm at a point where everything fucking hurts. So I'm like, okay, we already eliminated those. Let's now take an audit of your program that you're currently doing and see what tweaks we can do. Cause a lot of times it's like, I'm not going to tell people stop exercising. Like I want you to exercise, but let's adjust it a little bit. Cause now that I've taken your entire assessment down and we know what's working, what's not now let's complement your current workout program and switch things up a little bit and then pile on top, you know, joint health things. So it all kind of depends on the person, but I guess the whole purpose of this podcast is to one convince you that you should place an emphasis on joint health and movement and kind of audit what you're doing right now and really emphasize movement and joint health. I'm going to kind of stop it there because I can continue on forever. And I don't know how long this ended up being because I didn't set a timer or anything because my new phone, but, um, if you guys have any questions about joint health, what you should be doing, what exercises you should be doing, feel free to reach out. Um, add me on Facebook, add me on Instagram, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, I've been posting a lot of shorts um, on YouTube that showcase a lot of mobility exercises that you can like go check out. Um, I've been really pushing YouTube lately to kind of get my channel growing. And uh, funny enough, I'm actually on TikTok now with all those mobility things. And that's going to be kind of my big fo focus right now on uh, social media is more of the mobility things that are easy that you can do every single day. And I always tell people like, you know, when I make coffee, I'll move my shit every single day to get motion through my body and you can fit it in anywhere, right? Make it part of your warm up before the gym, after whatever it is, as long as you do it. Um, so yeah, subscribe, share this podcast and thank you so much for listening and hopefully everything came out properly. This is the first time I had this camera set up. That's it for me, you guys until next time.